Welcome, Wiffle Ball fans. You listen to the Wiffle Ball podcast, Wiffle Talk, where we discuss everything pertaining to the MLW Wiffle Ball League on YouTube. Go find them on YouTube, MLW Wiffle. Give them a subscribe. Find them on Instagram at MLW Wiffle, Wiffle Ball. Follow them, hit them up, show them some love. Absolutely great guys with a great league. And today, we are going to be talking about the, we're going to be talking about the opening day video that was just put up today, Preds, Eagles, newsflash, if you didn't hear, Preds took two out of three from them, and we're going to be discussing how each team looked, and then I'm going to be going over my power rankings. I also want to give a quick shout out to Kyle Schultz somewhere in there which we'll get into, um, and we're just gonna have some fun, so, um, where do I start here, I guess we'll start with the, so, I will start with the Predators, the Predators, the Pacific Predators beat the Eastern Eagles here today, on opening day, they beat them two to one, they sit atop, they sit atop the national, the Atlanta, oop, what am I saying? the American League. They sit atop the American League right now. And I think for good reason. I mean, they're, they're a good team right here. So we'll just have to see what what turns out with them if they can, can keep that up. But personally, I think today was a good showing. It was a good showing. And, and I think they looked like the team that we thought they were going to be. I think that I think that Warda Warda was the guy that stood out to me in this one. He stood out because of his pitching. He proved he showed that he was working he was working in the offseason a ton. He's putting a lot of work to get himself better and in turn make his team better. Make his team that is willing to work in order to make his, you know, himself better and his team better. I mean, he's got my vote. Excuse me, he's got my vote. And if I'm being honest, Ryan, if we're being honest, Brendan Schultz, I mean, not Brendan Schultz, Brendan Russell had a rough day. He had a rough day at the plate. And, but I think, I mean, it's just rust. At this point, when you do something for, when you don't do anything for six months, I mean, you're going to be a little rusty, and it showed today. But he did end up clutching up with a with a go-ahead home run. And that was big for the Preds that led him to that, to that second victory in the series. So, uh, the rookie, Swanson, he was the kind of guy, he did, he did exactly... What I expected him to do going into this one, and that was nothing. He did, he okay. And I'm not saying that because I'm saying, oh, this dude's bad. I'm just saying he did nothing, which he didn't need to do anything, because the Preds are already the most well-rounded team in the league. They don't need anybody else. They don't need another piece. You look at Alec Warda. He's proved today. He's a great two-hitter and a amazing. He's a great two-pitcher and amazing hitter, which we've known. I uh, look at Brendan Russell. He's going to be out there 
playing de- good defense, getting on base. And then Ryan Cratch, who's your all-star pitcher and one of the best hitters in the league. So they're, they're completely well-rounded. They've got guys that can do multiple things, and that's what's big in this league. Because as we've seen, three-man rotations are probably the most efficient. You're getting at-bats a lot. You're, getting, you're putting your best product on the field. And, and I think that that's going to show with the Preds. So he's just not going to be an impact player for not this year, probably not next year. We'll see come two, three years from now if he has turned out to be a really impact, impactful player or if he's found himself sitting on some other team. So personally so far, I've given that draft pick a D. Actually, yeah, I'll give it a C. They found a guy that showed that he can play some defense. He could be a bright star in, in this league. But as of now, he's just being—he's just there in case someone gets hurt. So, overall, I th- overall the Preds sit atop my power rankings at one. Now, could they go back-to-back? Absolutely. I think that the Preds are very likely to go back-to-back, just because of what I mentioned, where they're putting their best product on the field with three-man rotation. They're they're the epitome of, of efficient. So, I don't see any reason why they don't go back-to-back. And now, let's, let's switch over, and let's talk about the Eagles. The Eagles... The Eagles, this might, this might anger or annoy some fans out there, especially those Eagle fans. So you might want to cover your ears or take out your 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 headphones if you're if you're listening to this right now if you're an Eagles fan. But I think that the Eagles are the most overrated team in the league. There I said it. And and you're probably saying, what are you talking about? We've got Daniel Schultz, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. You guys have Daniel Schultz, and it's about all you got. Okay. In this game, in this game, we didn't see. I don't think we saw the best, their their best product. If I'm being honest, it looked just poor out. There. I mean, it's all. That's the only way I can put it. I mean, Clayton Price. It was great to see him back on the field. Props to him for coming back, man. I mean, scary injury, but. It's exciting that we that we're able to see him come back, but I think as a two pitcher, I don't know if he, I don't know if you found something consistent there, Dan. If you watch this, I mean, I mean, if you listen to this, take my advice here, man. Make a move. I mean, you know, you probably know your guys better than anyone else will. I'll, I'll like, I'm not there watching those games. I'm not seeing every pitch of those games, but. I definitely think that as a two pitcher, Clayton Price did not show show that that he's going to be a prominent guy in the, the entire season. Maybe maybe that changes. Maybe throughout the year I see okay, well now they're in, in their third series and he's looking like an absolute baller. But as of now, I'm just not convinced that he's going to be the guy that's going to be able to to win him a game every every second series. Now, Daniel Schultz is, he's an amazing player. 
in my mind, he's a top three player. Top three, Ryan Cratch, uh, Ryan Cratch, Drew Davis, Daniel Schultz, Kyle Schultz, Tommy Cogg. Those are the best. Those are my top five players in that in that order as well. And I think Daniel Schultz is he's best pitcher in the league, without a doubt. Without a doubt, I can say he's the best pitcher in the league. And I think that hitting wise, he's a top five hitter, without a doubt. But I just don't know if his team is at the level that he's at. Clayton Price looked very bad, very bad at, at the plate. He wasn't sling, swinging well, and I mean he hasn't done he hasn't played wiffle ball. I mean he's had a, just went through an injury, so maybe that's to be to be expected. But I just do not think that he played great. Uh, look at Neil Smith. Neil Smith was the exact same thing for me. He just looked like. He just didn't look like he had his best stuff right now. And so, at the play, he looked shabby at best. But Zach Whalen, I think, definitely was the guy that stood out to me the most. I think he played some solid defense and hit pretty well. So, they found something in him. But the other two guys, man, I don't know. It's not working. Not, I mean, at least not for me. I don't think it is. I don't think it's going to work. So now, I guess the question is, do I see them coming back to the World Series? Uh, Eagles fans, I I think I do. I see them back in the World Series. <laughs> that, and mainly mainly because they can get away with with having just a, a mediocre team, a team that's going to lose to lose to the pe- the Predators. Lose to the Cobras. But a team that's going to take one of two from the from the Mallards, but a team that, because, they're, because their division is so weak, they're able to, to get by. And, that, and that's nothing taken away. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to absolutely bash on the Eagles. I'm just saying that right now I think that, that Clayton Price or... Uh, Neil Smith would be a lot better complementing a different team because I just I just don't know if it'll work that the mixture of guys it will work. I think that Clayton Price is a great player. I I mean even with this injury, I think he's a good p- player. I mean Daniel trusts him enough to pitch, and he didn't pitch terrible. Don't get me wrong, but. I mean, he got a win in his first, so obviously doing something right. At the plate, he just looked really bad. His swings just looked, he looked slow, sluggish. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can't take away from the fact that he did He did get a win. He got his win. And if he can do, I think, I think if that's what he can give you every every game, if he can get you that that win in that second game, then there's nothing more he can ask for because he's doing his job. So, once again, this is one of those... I think at opening day, you're going to hear me say this a lot in this pod, but time will tell. And here, time will tell whether or not that... whether or not he sprouts to become a absolutely incredible player. So, those are just my thoughts right off the bat of those two teams.
Um, and I think after seeing that, after seeing that game, the Eagles are placed third on my power rank, which I'll get into later. So they're third. They've dropped one. They dropped one. So, but now let me let me stay on the Eagles here and look at look at. I want to look at just more of a player performance, and I want to say Daniel Schultz can play defense, man. Daniel Schultz can play such great defense. I think for some people that defense might not stand out to you. It was a lot of ground balls. Pitcher that, a lot of ground balls to the pitcher, or where he just has to range over a little bit. But ultimately, those are the those are the plays where if you can make those plays, then when you then when you don't get a hard one, when you can't make the spectacular catch, then it doesn't hurt as much. So, I mean, right now. If the voting started today, opening day, without with only seeing two teams, he'd be my defense player. I just that just stood out to me so much. Just seeing there's one play that will stick in my mind where he he ranges over from the mound. He was on a I believe it was a signature drop ball. That knuckle drop. Pitched it and had to range over to his right, field the ball, throw it on to first, got him by about two seconds. Or probably about a second. And that was one of those play. That was a play where I looked at it and I thought, "Wow, man, that was that was a really good play." Not only did he he made a great throw to get the throw on target, but he was also able to gather the ball cleanly. I mean, great stuff. And while we're on the topic of the Schultz brothers, let me just transition into Kyle Schultz. Kyle Schultz, man, this is just a pure like heart to heart segment here, man. This dude's a grinder. This dude is so talks about it on the Pipe It Up podcast, the official MLW podcast. Go check that out right after you finish listening to this. But he talks so much about about late nights, staying up, grinding, getting two, three hours of sleep, and just putting out videos for us fans. And I mean that that's the kind of thing where I look at and I go, wow, man. That's one of those things, like, just wow. Thank you. So big shout out to Kyle Schultz. And can I just say, the graphics that you brought in this year and the formatting you brought in this year was top-notch. Looking like looking like MLB stuff out here, man. Uh, same thing with the uh, the camera angle, man. Maybe this is just like a Colts Field exclusive thing. But that, like, f- that ground angle at first base, man... Man, I like that angle. I thought that was such a cool angle. But so that was that was my like minute or two of of just showing some love for Kyle, man. So show some love for him and him and Drew on the Pipe It Up podcast where you can listen to those guys talk for a good hour. I mean, that's some that's some quality quality entertainment right there man <laughs> dude if you if you were if you were listening to this man you guys man what an inspiration anyway i want to move on to the last segment topic whatever you want to call it before i before i shut it down for this week 
you can expect these you can expect these uh, podcasts to come out every every day or day after we see we see a video come out or at least a game a video of a series maybe we'll see ones for some other things like we'll do ones for the awards we'll when the world series starts up i mean i'll be out here uh, probably twice a week so stay tuned fans like this is consistency man it's coming at you anyway the last segment i want to get into is my power rankings bro this is something that because it's opening day and this is episode uno of the podcast here i just wanted to get into my power ranking because i wasn't able to share that before or like previously on this podcast i wasn't able to 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 get that in there so i'm gonna get it in now right now we're looking at 15 minutes so this could be 15 minutes to to fire through this power rankings here and right now this is this is solely my opinion i just want to throw that out there this is my opinion this entire podcast is my opinion um if i can get a wiffle ball player to ever want to come on here man any one of you guys man great to talk we can set up a phone call. We can, I mean, just just record a conversation. I don't care what it is. Love to talk to one of you guys about your team or anything. And and so, purely my opinion. And some of you guys, I probably just lost so many viewers on the Eagles comment. So many guys probably like this dude doesn't know what he's talking about. And I probably don't. We'll probably be we'll probably be halfway through the season. The Eagles will be. Eagles be way out of the Predators League. And y'all will be y'all be hitting me up and be like, yo, you you done messed up, man. This is that ain't at all what happened. I'll be like, man, this is this is what I saw. I'm just I just call it like I see it, man. So So my opinion, don't take any of this to heart, please. And all of this is subject to change throughout the year. So this is my week one power rankings. If I would have put out power ranks before watching this, I would have had, just to give you guys a, a mindset of what I would have had, it would have been Predators, Eagles, Cobras, Mallards, Magic, Wildcats, Diamondbacks, Gators. So, we're going to start bottom to top in my new power rankings here, starting with, at the 8th spot, the Gators. The Gators are special. Special team. We're looking at the National League here. The Gators are are made up of Brendan Zerleg, Sam Reichard, Bix Beaton, Brendan Jorgensen, Chris Cheatman, and Nick Baker. In the draft, they got two picks, Chris Cheatman and Brandon Jorgensen. So this team is young, man. And I think they've got great potential. I can see them making a playoffs in probably three, four years. I can see them... Maybe making a playoff, passing up a team like the Mallards or the Diamondbacks, maybe even the Eagles, depending on where the where these organizations go. But I can really see them taking another step. But the thing that I worry about is Brendan Zerleg. If this guy wants to be a captain of a team and wants to have a be very competitive, this kid gotta get he's gotta get better, man. Brandon, I can Brandon, I can say that you are probably an amazing guy. And I'd love to talk to you on the podcast about your thoughts for your team. But 
I just don't know if a guy with his talent who who was the worst pitcher in the league last year, man, led the league in, I think, runs allowed, so earned runs, led the league in the ERA, and walks, which are all bad things to lead the league in. He might have led the league in strikeouts as well, as in, like, swinging strikeouts or whatever. Not, not pitching ones. Um, so, I just don't, because he's going to be the one consistent throughout this team. And if that's their one consistent, is this mediocre player who can't pitch this really at all. I mean, I feel like it was, it looks like BP, man. It looks like BP when he's out there. I feel like my brother's throwing him pitches. He's can't find the zone, and when he finally does, he throws him a meatball down the middle. It's rough to watch, dude. It's 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 rough to watch. And I don't think that the Gators get any respect around the league. I mean, I can say that, like, with complete, complete knowledge of knowing that they don't. Drew Davis specifically does not take this team seriously at all. His, I believe his exact words are, I'll be happy when the Gators don't win any games this year. Um, and I, I can't say that he's wrong. I can't say that they're going to go, they're going to go seven and eight and have a, have a solid record or anything like that. But I can say that they'll win a few games. They've gotten better. I, but I can't say that they're good enough to make a playoff at all. So that's why I have them at the eighth spot. And when we, so that's my Gators at seven Diamondbacks, man. Made up of Gavin Noretsky, Mason Jewell, Mitchell Teal, or Tile, Josh Sear, Jimmy Norp, and Ben Wilson. And in the draft, I believe they got Jimmy Norp. Uh, yes, with the second pick, Jimmy Norp. So that that team, man. Oof, not a lot to say about that team. I think where the Gators are made up of a lot of a lot of bad guys and a few mediocre players. And the Diamondbacks are made up of a, a good amount of mediocre guys, and then a couple bad guys. I think Gavin Noretsky is a great guy. Josh Sear, I think, played really well for the Wildcats. So I can see those two being good, good pieces. Uh, Jimmy Norp as well. I think he could come in and ha- be a very big, impactful player on this team, which they'll need. They'll need a two-pitcher. They'll need a really solid hitter, and I think Norp is going to have to step in and play up big role in that team and I think if they're aggressive if I'm being honest I think they could they could potentially go go far in the playoffs in a couple years also if you're wondering I am outside recording this podcast because it is a nice day here in Wisconsin anyway let's go to the seventh the sixth team and for me that's the Wildcats we enter the American League and the Wildcats this is where we go we kind of get out of like the teams that are just kind of like rough into the teams that are like, wow, this is a solid, like this is a competitive team. I think that the, that the Gators and Diamondbacks are just not very competitive. And I think the rest of the teams that I'll name are very competitive. So the Wildcats right off the bat have the OG, the GOAT himself, Kyle Schultz. And then they have Zach Pierre, Brian Kelly, uh, Michael Aguilar, 
and Nick Saylor. In the draft, they got Nick Saylor with the third pick. And, man, this team is solid. I think I think this team was built very well, but with the rule change, we might see some problems here. I think they'll probably go Kyle Schultz, Michael Aguilar as that one-two guy. But I just, I think Purock is kind of hit, hit or miss. I mean, he's a straight power guy, lots of strikeouts, but if he can get a hold of one with those, with those biceps, man, <laughs> things going far. Um, what's, what are we looking at for time? 22 minutes. Solid potty. Anyway. And I think this is a team that can find themselves back in the World Series with the right moves. And I know that Kyle will make the right moves in the next probably three years. I could see them making a, making a World Series. So, But they just got to play smart. Next up in... In the five slot, in this five slot, I have the Metro Magic. Best jerseys in the league, the Magic. I'll say that. Best jerseys. They have Jack Agner, who is an amazing cap. Can If he gets a hold of a ball, he will jack it. No questions asked. Asked. No problem. Kyle Hook, great pitcher. Probably one of the steadiest. Cameron Beaton, Joey Flynn. Jason Chadwick and Mitch Montagno, and in the draft they got Jason Chadwick. So, Joey Flynn was a good picker for that team. They got better. Let's just say that this team got better. And I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if they say maybe beat a Predators or Cobras to make it to the second round of the second round of the playoffs. I would not be surprised at all if we see them. If we see them going to the semifinal, I think a play uh, a World Series appearance would be would be very concerning or not concerning, but um, surprising to me. But I think they're made up of the right. They got the right pieces. They've got the right stuff. I'm just I'm just not worried if I'm being honest about this team's longevity or just what they can do. I know that they're a solid team. I just that one piece, and personally, I think that one piece is that pitch is that pitcher. I don't know if Jack Agner will be that two piece, Joy Flynn, or if it'll be Jason Chadwick. I don't. I mean, Aguilar's got some. Not Aguilar. Oh, Agner has some decisions to be made. So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. But, 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 I think that. I think that long-term, this team's going to be really good. And we have reached the top four. Next up, next up, I've got the Midwest Mallards. Now, the Mallards are a team that, the Mallards are a team that I think is is just really strong in a lot of areas. In a lot of areas, I think they're really strong, especially in their pitching and hitting. I look at, and I think that that can just be, I think mainly their hitting is what I just accommodate that to. I think Tommy Coughlin, Noah Dabrico, two of the best hitters in the league, absolutely amazing guys right there. Um... Next up, Johnny Bean proved himself last year as a late addition to that team. Uh, Austin Ford, Trevor Bowman, Nate Lyles, 
another good piece is Trevor Bowman was the the draft pick. And once again, I'm not surprised if we see this team make a World Series. I think that the Eagles will give them the run for their money. But I think overall that core of that core of of Dabrico, Coglin and Bean, I think that's gonna take him places, man. He just gotta figure out Coglin just gotta figure out who his two is. Whether it's Dabrico, whether it's Bean, or if we're going Bowman, the rookie. So they've got options. And options are almost always a good thing. Especially sports. We've reached the top three here. And this is where it changed. This is where we see the Eagles now rounding out the National League, where previously, before today, I would have had the Cobras. Now, the Eagles, I just talked about them, so I'm not going to talk about them a lot. But I just think that, I think that the Eagles are a team that, if they make the World Series, it's a surprise to no one. If they win it, it's a surprise to no one. And I think that they're, the National League is basically Mallard's Eagles. Who wants it more? If we're being honest, I think that's what it is in that in that uh, in that division. So time will tell. I mean, that's first podcast, first game of the year. I mean, this is probably the theme of the podcast. Time will tell, man. Make that make that the title here. And the top two Cobras in second place. In second place, we find the Cobras with Drew Davis, Sean Flynn, Andy Duran, Brendan Schultz, Adam Zerleg, and Keelan Roth with no draft pick this year. Traded it away to the Gators. Now, first of all, can we just talk about that 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 trade real quick? People are saying, ah, Cobras won it, ah, Gators won it, whatever. Well, let me let me just put this out here. That was probably very even. I think that's a very even trade. I think the Gators are going to benefit right now from that pick that they got. And I think that the Eagles, I mean, the Cobras are going to benefit next year from that pick. Because that's almost guaranteed a top three pick. So, once again, I mean, Drew Davis, Cobras are the best here in the league. He got snubbed last year from from an MVP, or actually not an MVP, but I think he's just, I think he needs to get more recognition as one of the best hitters in the league, and I think when it comes to pitchers, too, I think he's a a really good pitcher, and I, he's proved that, I mean, both these things he's proved, and I think he's probably, he's got one of the best, some of the best energy, he's a great fielder, he does a lot of things really, really well, which is all you need, and then Sean Flynn, Rookie of the year, I mean, he's going to be a two-pitcher for that team. And, I mean, he could be one of the best two-pitchers that we that we see this year. So, once again, good hitter and pitcher. I mean, they're just, they're very, very well-rounded. Any Duran here, then, a guy who they just brought in, and I think that he's going to work wonders for this team. So, and now, Schultz and Zerleg... Schultz, I believe, is stuck overseas due to COVID. And that could be a yikes for this team. I don't even know if he'll play much this year with schooling, I think. And that's the same thing with Zerleg. I think he might not play much with school and or just with his own life going on right now. So, and that's all. This is all 
straight from Drew Davis from the Pipe It Up podcast, which, once again, check out when you're done with this, guys. Come on. You're on podcast and you're watching this. Why don't you watch that, too? Anyway. Um, so, once again, Cobras, time will tell. Final team. Top team, Predators. I think they could go back to back. I mean, I, I just went over this team, so I won't do much more. I think they can win it all, man. I think they can do it again. So, that is my week one. Week one power rankings. And that ends this podcast, man. Thanks for turning tuning in. It'll be the same thing next week. And <coughs> I just... I hope you guys have a great weekend. And just... Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next week. Peace out.